Welcome to Behind the Maker Podcast. I'm Tiff Marchand from Night Carver Designs. And Nicole was not able to make this episode. She actually had a very adorable recital to attend for her kids. So we have our guest host, Nathan from Logsdon Woodworking. Nathan is a very talented woodworker who has been recently growing because of a couple viral posts. And you'll hear us talking about them in the episode. We interviewed Sarah from Sarah Sawdust. Sarah makes uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, wood mosaics, but she also makes these gorgeous scenery pieces out of really well-defined cutout pieces of wood that she does a lot of shaping on. So everything's very three-dimensional and the landscapes are very much um, in the natural wood tone realm with just a little pop of color. So we're gonna talk more about that. You're gonna get to know Sarah. She is awesome, and um, it was really a pleasure to hang out with her, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Have a good one. Oh, well, thank you for showering for me. Really appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, it was looking a little rough earlier. Face <laughs> mask all day long. She like, texts me talking about how- Good lines, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, just like- And then the hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's I, I usually get jealous of guys because like seriously they can just have the hat on and they're fine looking in the shop but us girls our hair gets like all nasty from like the hat moving around if we have one on or like just like yeah. constant movement yeah you try to film yourself you're like oh wait hold on and then you gotta do like the whole thing so you're five minutes is printing yeah. and you're like <laughs> the story's yeah. a waste just... and you, yeah then you can record for two seconds and then go back on with your life yeah exactly it takes you like 15 minutes to record these guys, they don't know unless they have long hair. They just don't, they don't know. know the struggle. Just don't know the trouble, no. <laughs> well, hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Thanks for coming and hanging. This is a whole new screen. Would... So I've been I've been listening to all your podcasts, and I have watched some of them on YouTube. And I guess oh, have you? Like, but it's so much smaller because <laughs> I'm normally listening on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Can, like, see a little bit. But I like this this background that oh, you've got thanks. going on. It's more organized than it was in the past, too. Yes, yeah, slowly it's been growing. I keep ordering, every time I do a sticker club piece, I just order a print of it. So it things have been kind of shifting. Pretty yeah. soon those guys are going to have to go bye-bye because I'm going to have too many prints. They're going to have to come yeah. over here or something. It's looking good. Just keep shifting right or yeah. left. <laughs> I do. Like, things... Things have been rotating in my office. Like the stuff I had behind me is now in front of me. That's yeah. okay. I keep it fresh. I actually have art on the wall. Are you, so is this still your basement then? This is my basement. Yeah. Yep. It looks different than the last time I saw it really. It's been changing slow. Well, cause I've been trying to put the time in to make it look more film ready. Like, because people are, like that look. Yeah. My desk is still going to stay the same dirty paint desk, though. Like, I mean, I'm not getting something new to get it dirty. Why would you? No, that's no. a waste. It it's is. Like the, yeah. the workbench is like, hmm, I'm just going to put glue and paint and other glue on top of this. Like, why yeah. care? Yeah, exactly. Well, I've been doing my fair amount of stocking. I know Nate did some nice, good stocking on you. Yeah, I got a message from him. It's like, hmm. I wonder why you're stalking me. And then I got the message from Tiffany like directly after. She's like, he's going to be in the podcast tonight. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. It, it all makes sense now. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to tell her. So I did bring up the fact that she hasn't been in my feed for like the last, I don't know, like five weeks, apparently. And then, of course, also because, you know. Yeah, we were talking about that, how like Instagram just hides people on you and you have to go seek them out. Yeah. And then you, you do, you have to go in like five consecutive posts. You have to comment, save, like, and then yes. the next day you're going to get them in your feed again. Cause like yep. Instagram knows. So. Yeah, it's true. It's weird. Yeah. I think they do it a little bit regionally too, or something, because I feel like, cause I'm on the Western side of the States, obviously. Mm -hmm. I feel like I do see more makers that are from, like, I see they feed me Texas all the time. Like people really? from Texas, I get a ton of their, posts but i don't get as many of the east coast so i wonder how much of that is like a um in that algorithm or it could be like people are posting more on your routine that you're seeing on that side True. you know like we've already posted hours ago oh yeah yeah that's a yeah. good point yep because i do notice that like morning i'll post and all the east coast people are liking it and then later on it comes and it has like a little second life <laughs> later on in the day yeah <laughs> 
you know <laughs> that's why i have to post at 7 a.m my time yeah. to be able to hit my people mm -hmm. uh, otherwise i completely miss them and i only get west coast people i know yep. exactly who they are like when they're gonna hit yeah because all my people are working by then i'm in north florida jacksonville florida? area yeah north florida like jacksonville okay so i'm east coast and then but if i post at six it's way too early yeah so because i've been experimenting like when i drop my daughter at the bus at six i'll i post it and then no missing people no engagement and then like seven o'clock it'll be nice steady climb it'll lull and then all the west coasters will wake up and there'll be another bump so. yeah I need I to analyze this a lot more. I just post when I get to it. Um, <laughs> I was yeah. doing that. Yeah. I was doing that till about a month ago. And I started consistently going back to seven. And I've had almost double the views on on every reel that I posted. No. So I say I can't get in before my job starts. Like that's my reason for a seven eight. Well, that's that's yeah. me too, because otherwise it's not happening until lunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, until I because I don't want anyone to ever be like she's on her phone all the time. So I do. It's like seven, and I usually won't even post anything until four. Exactly when I'm out of work, it's like then then I feel free again to do anything. Now you know. Yeah, see, this is my job. So yeah, trying that's to really cool. Out that's how to make reels and post all the time. But I'm obviously not doing very good. <laughs> I I like working with tools, and I'm good with that but the whole instagram thing is like some days i give up you'll see me like go like weeks without posting and then i'm like okay i'm back i'm gonna do this again committed do you feel like you need instagram for your business or do you feel like it's I mean, that's just where all my business comes from. it is yeah so you got to keep it on there um yeah i definitely need it so a necessary but, evil yeah yeah <laughs> I, and I love Instagram. I do. I, I mean, that's how, what got me into the whole business was Instagram. Um, I was bartending and serving tables before. So oh, I was really? following, I've always, um, like I worked with my dad in construction when I was growing up a little bit. So I knew how to use tools. Like I had a basic knowledge of it. Um, but yeah, it was getting on Instagram when Instagram first came out, like when the iPhone came out and was like, Oh, Instagram is so cool. Like <laughs> pictures it's rad yep. and just started following like makers and I was like I could do that like I know how to do that I know how to do some of that stuff and I was like that would be cool and I didn't do it like I just kept thinking it for years and kept bartending and serving tables and then like I met my husband he was like stop talking about it do it try it so you thought about it for a while then a wow, long time. yeah Honestly. yeah that seems like a yeah people that's like really hesitant to make a change and I know that's a character flaw in myself, but um, yeah, it took it took somebody saying, "Do it," before I did it, and then I was like, "Oh, people like it." Cool. <laughs> did you have any tools at home, or what was like your first purchase? Um, so I had like an old crafts craftsman miter saw, um, and then my dad, like my dad, has a gazillion tools from working in construction forever. So I was just like. And he lived out of state, but I would just say, hey, next time you come in town, you want to bring me a table saw or- I see, your dad filled your garage. <laughs> yeah. So he brought me same. tools. Smart. And like, I'd always rented houses before I met my husband too. So it was like, when I moved in with my husband, you know, boyfriend at that time, he was like, yeah, go ahead, bring it in. And he had some tools. And so then I started just like slowly kind of building it up and I was still serving tables and bartending and- um, just doing it as kind of like a side, not even a side hustle, but just making things for friends and um, gifts and stuff. And then I did a couple projects that people really liked. And I was like, hmm, I think I could actually do something with this. I could make this a business and kind of just rolled from there. But that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I think it's like one of those things that it's like it had to be the right time for you to start making because of the whole. For sure house rental thing and yeah and not having a way to get set up so that makes a lot of sense why it kind of stayed like top of mind for a long time what, what year did you start oh my gosh I scrolled to your very first post it was 2017 but I didn't know That's if that already be. started yeah the first time 
yeah, the first time I made something and posted it was 2017. I actually made um, a geometric piece that was for my brother for his birthday and that, and then I had my cousin um, hit me up and she was like, I want you to make that for my son. He loved that. I want to make that for him. I want you to make that for him for his birthday. And so I made another one. And then I had like two other friends say, Hey, I want, you know, can you make me something else? And then I had a friend say, can you make me something that looks like mountains and like I knew that people were doing like the 45 degree angle mountains a lot and mm-hmm. I didn't want to just copy that so I did I got a scroll saw and like did the mountains like this but then cut the tops off to look you know look like a real mountain mm-hmm. and then it just yeah it just rolled from there it's it's uh it was you know I kind of had a feeling that you had started before your first post because it was like I made this for a restaurant I'm like oh, okay that's how she starts her first, her first piece is already like a commission for a restaurant. I was like, oh, all right. That was random actually. Um, so I did chalkboard art for restaurants for a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah. I, like in the restaurant that I worked at, I was bartending and I did like, um, the beer signs and chalkboard and like fancy chalkboard art, fancy ish. Like I'm not that much of an artist that way drawing. But they had they would have me do the chalkboards, and so then I had a guy who owned the restaurant across the street came over and he was like, "So I have these huge like barn door things. Like, do you think you could do something with them?" And I was like, "Sure, I'll take it. Extra paycheck. Like, yeah, I'll figure, I'll figure something out." And um, that was really random. I just took a torch, like I um, used um, electrical tape or not electrical tape, like duct tape, like the metal duct tape. You mean and ducting tape? Out. It's not duct tape, but duct tape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like metal. Yes. So it's aluminum tape. Yes. yes. I, I, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. And I taped out like a um, Idaho, the shape of Idaho. And then I just took a torch and torched the wood like in the middle and did Idaho in the That's middle. That's all tape? Wow. <laughs> And I just you, you and that was like exact one of my very first projects ever. And then the other signs were like I um, just attached like plexiglass on a like that stood off of the wood and did their wine menu on it. And I was like, hmm, that was kind of fun, but I didn't really think of it as a business after that. Nobody like approached me or anything. But those those three doors are still hanging in that restaurant, which is pretty. Cool. That's really cool. And I still don't Sign have my them? name on them either. Oh, go back with a sharpie and. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you I doing like i did this up for something but... <laughs> i feel like I you should know. hide your logo money. i'm not business na- savvy or like i've never been super money motivated which i'm trying to be better at um because it'd be really helpful to me and my husband if i were a little bit more money motivated but um yeah, yeah. I just like i just always liked creating things and i would mostly just give stuff away charge <laughs> I'm learning you are you. worth it yeah, I'm, way better. I'm way better at charging yeah me. yeah the stuff you make we were talking about it earlier it has to take hours upon hours upon hours yeah like just well did you say you're slow I'm slow <laughs> you're slow because you're you know sanding 400 cutouts huh? yeah I'm, methodical yeah. is the word not yes. slow yes struggle with perfectionism a little bit but yeah i have i really have learned how to ask for more money for my time good and a ridiculous amount of time on projects yeah my husband whenever i say how much should i charge for this well how long did it take like i hate that question because you're like i don't know uh longer than it should have yeah Yeah. like three days at least longer than i thought it would He's learned for however many hours I say it took to just add a little extra money on top of that because he knows I probably underestimated the amount of time. Yep. Yeah. That's who sure. helps me with pricing is like, I'm like, how much is this? Because I have no idea. I underestimate the time every single time. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, I don't have any projects that are exactly the same. So it's yeah. hard to. That does make it difficult. Engage. Right, because you're not firing up a CNC and it tells you it's going to be a three-hour carve. Like you have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm getting slightly better at it, kind of based on size. I know how many pieces. I I try to calculate how many pieces I'll put into it because I'm so. 
I'm super old school. I'm not tech savvy at all, but I like, I use carbon paper to mm-hmm. like, trace onto wood. So like, I know basically how many pieces are going to be in a project because I determine how many pieces are yep. going to be in the project. Um, and I know now kind of based on how many pieces are in the project, how long it will take me to get it completely finished and put together. But initially I'm flying by, by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I don't know. You'll have this in two weeks. And it's like six weeks later. I yeah. <laughs> say two weeks, never three to four. I always, weeks. <laughs> I always add three days to whatever I think it's going to be. Cause it'll yeah. be that three days. That's smart. So you said it's carbon paper. Do you save your carbon paper so that you could use it again to retrace or? Yeah. So let me show you. Oh, she's going to show us. So you have a, you have a stash of stencils. So this, is, this is funny. If anybody is out there, who's like an inventor. I'm so curious. <laughs> so I took a piece of carbon paper originally and just put um, like a, not even cardboard, but like just thick paper around yeah. it and then taped it on. And if you can see, like, then I just mm-hmm. keep cutting it out, like cutting out the old paper as I use it. And I just use it over and over. So I like, it just helps me to be able to slide it. Like I'll have, oh, I see. and I just slide it under and use it to trace onto the wood. So like have huh. the image that I'm trying to make of, you know, mountains or whatever. And I'll just slide this piece. <laughs> over and over she's got a routine <laughs> basically construction paper and tape i wouldn't think it would like be sensitive enough like because how thick it is but oh well i keep i keep the center's the thin enough after it gets yeah so the, oh, okay the frame is thick basically, gotcha. but the carbon paper is still new i just keep adding new carbon paper to it like no, out there that can like come up with a fancy way to do that without having to like tape it every single time. That'd be cool. Like a snap together 3D printed frame, totally. just the shape of yeah. that would be smart. Yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. plenty of people out there that can whip that up for you. Yeah, somebody who's listening. Yeah, right. I was DM. gonna say someone help her out. Remember whose idea it was though, guys. <laughs> she gets she gets 10% of every sale. <laughs> so you must spend a lot of time tracing. I do. Yeah, which is why I like podcasts so much. Yeah, like that's smart. Out yeah, on podcasts and trace and, and just trace along. Yeah, and then scroll and then sand and yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning to be a little bit faster. Oh, I'm sure you perfect your your <laughs> process. Absolutely. I've done. I, I don't know if you ever tried like a laser printer. You can transfer them over to the wood too, but then you're just doing a lot of scrubbing. <laughs> so it's like. Which evil are you trading for? <laughs> you know, yeah. you can yeah, rub it on somebody, or trace it on. Yeah, I had somebody tell me to get a cricket and to that you could like plan out all the pieces and then have like pieces that you could like it would cut out pieces that you could trace around. Then you're probably doing all the weeding. No matter what, there's something. You figure out a new computer program, and I am so bad. I'm seriously so bad with tech. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to teach myself how to make videos right now. Like, on you'll YouTube. get there. I will say I that I've been saying that for over a year too. I will say the Cricut software is is foolproof. It's literally like drag and drop stuff. There you go. Make it Super pinch easy. to zoom. I, I use the Cricut, and I've used it for a couple projects. Nothing crazy, but it is really like completely idiot proof. I mean, I, if I can do it, I promise, like, I don't have a CNC. I don't have any of that stuff. So I was like, oh, cool. I'll just have to, you know, watch some YouTube videos. So I figure this out. And then I like, it tells you in like the walkthrough, like a 10 step, like this is the overview. And by the time you get done, you're like, I'm going to go tackle my first project. Like, so. That's cool. That's good to know. Cause yeah. Yeah. I don't (laughs) even know how to use my phone or Facebook. I mean, I do, but nobody uses Facebook anymore. So just I don't worry about it. I need a teenager to come over and tell me. Well, part of like part of my business comes from uh, from Facebook for sure. Oh, really? It's like okay. friends of friends because I've been on Facebook since I was in college, which is when it came out. Um, yeah. And so I had like, but once you once you transfer it into like, so when you when I connected it from Instagram to Facebook, like the business account, it 
fucked all kinds of shit up. Like I, it doesn't, I can't. Know. It sucks. Yeah, I, I, I hate it. I don't know how to find my messages on there. Yes, like, it's do awful. Not message me on Facebook, please. Because you you I, have I to download. Weeks. I don't even know where it's at. Their you business. You have to download app. the business Facebook for business app. It's, it's like a silver colored app. And business, it's called Business Suite, and it's a circle with an arrow in it, and that will handle it'll 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 yeah. do it. It'll lump in your Instagram messages and your Facebook messages when you first log in, but it's called Business Suite. It's a circle with literally a a Pac-Man like face in it, and it you you click on it and it gives you like all your different stuff for your account like. Um, it takes you to your page, shows you how many likes, how many followers, mm-hmm. shows you how many Instagram followers, and then goes to like, you know, alerts, to-do list. It's so you're supposed to be like run your business from only this page. It runs both Facebook and Instagram. Don't do that. Just yeah, do Instagram don't. through Instagram. But, <laughs> I agree. but the biggest thing, home. yeah, biggest thing is you go to inbox and it'll ask you every time to connect to Instagram, you say not now, and then you can go to your messages. And that's what I do. It keeps me like honest because I know if I have new comments on a post or messages, it shows you everything. So but yeah, it's it's awful. I it's I, I that's why no one plays with Facebook because it's annoying. No, they too yeah. many, there's too many hands in the pot there. There's they have the marketplace and they have the Pops and- everything yep so we're such whiny little makers right now but it's true it sucks really good to find tools that's it is and that's the only that's that's one of two reasons why i still have facebook is marketplace Mm -hmm. and because my grant that's the only way that my grandpa communicates with me so there's the other (laughs) of the two is for family yeah, I find family members who um, obviously don't do business, they love Facebook because it keeps them connected to each other and stuff. But for us, we're trying to run a business and it's just like, there's no traction, at least for me on Facebook. So it's one of those things I just yeah. like do that automatic share. When so I used I, to yeah. share pictures yeah. just to my personal account, I got way more traction. But once I transferred it into a business account, now it's like, 30 people follow me and, and I, and I don't care honestly, because Instagram is more of what I've been focusing on for the past three years anyways, but just some, I still get business from Facebook. Awesome. Actually, you know what I do too, even though I don't get traction or anything there, I do get people who do order from there, which is interesting, but yeah, that's why I always do that automatic share. Cause it doesn't like, it's no, it doesn't hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. No extra effort. And you just get it out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't get rid of it, but. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you go to college for? Marketing. Marketing. Um, I don't have my degree. Kind of a crazy story, but, um, well, not crazy, but. <laughs> so I grew up in Idaho, which is tiny. Um, and like, neither of my parents have been to college and didn't really know a whole, a whole lot about college and um but I played volleyball growing up and I was pretty good at it so um we focused on trying to get me a scholarship through volleyball and I did end up getting a full ride scholarship to well I got offered scholarships to multiple schools I chose to go to Seton Hall which is in New Jersey yeah and uh I chose it simply because this is ridiculous but it's true um like not knowing enough about colleges, I chose it because um, Notre Dame was in the league, and I knew Notre Dame from mm-hmm. like, the movie Rudy. And, like, <laughs> totally, yeah. And like, oh, that's a big school. Like, I got to go there, and you know, like I knew it was like I- Ivy League schools there, and so um, I ended up going there. If I had it to do over again, there are some other schools that I would have yeah. chosen, but um, went there and. A week before my season started, our freshman season started, the coach that had recruited me quit and her husband was the assistant coach. And so he quit. I guess they had like a falling out with some administration. Oh, geez. We went into our freshman year without a coach and um, the administration who knew nothing about volleyball just hired like the first person that they could find. And so um, 
he was horrible. He was a terrible coach and not a very good person. Oh, and geez, so yeah. I was there for like two and a half years, just struggling because like I put all of my eggs in this basket. Right. That was what you're there for. Yeah. yeah. And I, it, to do it again, also, like I should have just graduated there anyways, like just put up with the bullshit with volleyball and graduated and got my degree, but that's a lot though. Like if you're just miserable, like just two and a half years is a long time of yeah. being miserable. There were a whole shit load of things that happened too. It's kind of crazy. So that happened. Like we didn't have a coach and we had a shitty coach. And then my freshman year, we had a fire in the freshman dorm that killed like three oh, kids geez. and was like, that's horrible. Like I saw, I saw some things in that fire that happened. Like I helped paramedics with some people and like just horrible experience. Mm. And then nine 11 happened like right there we yeah. were actually in LA in the LA airport like at a volleyball tournament coming back flying back to New Jersey we were on the same flight as 9-11 like except for an hour and a half later scheduled oh wow like, just insane like so all these yeah. things happened like as I moved away from little Emmett Idaho to New Jersey and went to school yeah. out there and so in the middle of my junior year I was like I'm going home you know, I just was, it was more than what I could deal with, I guess, at that time. That's a lot to deal with while you're trying to go to school and like, there's no reprieve, like there's no safe zone for you, you know? It was was just crazy. Like, and when I think back on it now, like during that whole period, I, I just thought, I just hate my fucking volleyball coach. Like I want to go play somewhere else, Mm -hmm. but it was looking back on it. Like it was a lot, it was a lot, it was a lot of things. So anyways, that was a whole long story. And, um, but I came back here and I played volleyball, um, for a local school for a season and didn't get my degree just because of like the way that they transferred credits. Cause they were both private schools. I ended up taking some of the same courses over and I was like, I'm going to take a year off and figure it out. <laughs> you know, like started serving tables and bartending and never went back to school. So I put in five total years of school, but didn't ever get a degree but I I honestly I hated my marketing classes anyways it was like yeah one of those things that you choose because it was fairly broad it was business and you can kind of do anything with it yeah Yeah. I get that but it seems like yeah you you're at the right spot now (laughs) I just took the long route around to what I wanted to actually do with myself well we learned that you're probably like you know an aggressive woman because I feel like volleyball players are quite aggressive people like they get that anger out at that ball you know (laughs) so you probably have a good stress relief there I'm sure that's why you liked it too though I don't know I I feel like I love playing volleyball myself I love yeah I loved volleyball it was so fun but um yeah and I I mean I'm six feet tall I would it just kind of came a little I was gonna ask you how tall you are because I was really curious about that (laughs) I just thought your shop was small. Like, wait, hold on. (laughs) I'm just working in a tiny little shop. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that, all right. My friend Erin's six feet tall and she plays volleyball. It must just be a thing. (laughs) They like pick you out of the crowd. You're like, all right, you're a head above the rest of them. There you go. Get over here. Stand at the net. Put your hands up. You're trying out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I had a softball coach actually in middle school that was like, you need to try volleyball. I was like, I like softball. You need to try. It's like you'll have an volleyball. advantage there. <laughs> okay, cool. And yeah. I like, yeah, and I just really liked it. It was really fun. Um, it's by far one of the most fun sports I feel like because you anyone can play it really. Beach beach volleyball really oh, like yeah, that sure. that yeah. got me through my A school when I was uh, learning my my tech skill for the Coast Guard, and all we did all summer long was play volleyball. We were in middle of nowhere, North Carolina, and just after class every day, we go play for two hours. It's and... like Maverick over there. I'm just picturing it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the whole Top Gun scene. Oh, God. No Shirts jeans. Off. No jeans. <laughs> we did joke about it. We were all going to take a photo, a class photo of us playing volleyball in just jeans. <laughs> oh, we never got to it, but it would have been good. That would have been great. <laughs> oh. 
Especially <laughs> if anybody who had longer hair like just get like an eighties look to it. Oh, it's oh. mm-hmm. yeah, opportunity, some... man. Yeah, we we messed up. I don't know what happened. I think the <laughs> band fell apart. But <laughs> that's really funny, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a fun game. It's definitely yeah. a fun game. I miss it. But... So I have to ask you about your art because you do two things that I really love. One is the bold lines in it. Like I love how sometimes you'll outline something in a darker color mm-hmm. and that's just so clean and it just makes me happy and I love it. <laughs> and then my second question is, are you rounding over all of your edges on your newer pieces? Like I know in the past it wasn't as rounded over, but now I feel like you've been adding more and more dimension to everything. Are you talking to me or Nathan? You woman. You. <laughs> We're not here for round over anything. I outline everything you know? with dark. You do. Look at your contrast. You have really great. Uh, the buffalo, like all those lines of the darker color. Your mosaics you know, for, were. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You got high contrast on some of those pieces, and I like. You do that. and and I the depth. My own Instagram. <laughs> That's, I'm literally on it. Like when you see me looking down, it's just I'm stalking you. Like. <laughs> I'm going to get nothing but your posts for like the next six weeks. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Great. Right. Um, yeah. I, so to answer the questions, I do round over everything. After I did it the first time, I was like, fuck, I'm fucked. I can't, now I can't. Ah, because nothing looks like I said, nice. a perfectionist. It doesn't look as good to me if I don't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now I round over everything. Um, thankfully, I figured out a way to do it a little bit quicker, but. Do you use rotary or how do you do it? So on the geometric pieces, I use a belt sander. I have Ooh. like a bench top belt sander mm-hmm. that I just um, like a little. Well, that's not true. So like some of the strips, like the long strips, I'll I'll use my router to do a mm-hmm. round over, and then on the when I cut them into <clears throat> smaller pieces, I'll use the bench top sander to. I think like I have one reel that I think shows it, but I, um, yeah, I just use the bench top sander. Um, I used to do everything by hand, like the, um, the kitchen Island front piece that I did, That's the huge one that was yeah. mm-hmm. long or whatever. I hand sanded every round over on that piece, which is insane. What? But, um, I just didn't, I didn't have the tools at that point. I didn't have a round wow. and, um, but I knew what I wanted it to look like. And so I did. Mm-hmm. 15 hours of sanding. I'm, yeah. I'm stocking it right now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. and I'm terrible about keeping track of my time, but I think it was because it was two full days of sanding the edges. So it was like. I believe it. And if you wow. notice on it, you've had some nice dark, bold outlines on that piece. You do. <laughs> I never really thought about that. Yeah. And you, you, you never do more. Well. You never do more than two vibrant colors mm-hmm. in one so you've got a teal in that and you have a white in that but everything else is a subdued color yeah i i really attracted just like the natural wood grain and natural colors of pieces that's kind of my that's just what i'm drawn to um now i am drawn to like some people do really bright colors so like i love ricky's stuff but it's yeah. not it wouldn't even cross my mind to do it that way you know like yeah it's just not my thing but um yeah i think just like yeah natural with some contrast i guess is just part of what my jam is sarah now that i know you're six feet tall i'm looking at you standing next to this bandsaw and how tiny the bandsaw looks (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i was like oh well I was like, she does. Yeah. I'm trying to find what picture you're talking about. <laughs> the one of you setting up your grizzly? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, so that was um, sawblade.com wanted to do like an advertising video. So they, um, a guy came out, um, Jeremy Cross. He, what is his business name? It's in that. Soko Studio. Studio. Yeah. So he came out and did a video, but they said, like, they sent me a bunch of stuff. That's one of the really rad things about Instagram too. Is yes. Like, yes, it is. Hey, we'll send you some blades and stuff. If you'll do this video. And I'm like, sure. They sent me, um, 
two blades for my miter saws, one for my saw um, table saw, and four blades for my bandsaw, and like a um, blade guide kit. Oh, nice. I don't okay. even know how much money, like right, <laughs> ridiculous amount of money. And I was like, I need all these things. Like I'm, my blades are really getting to a place where, and I don't want to spend another seventy bucks on them. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to have consumable but, paid yeah. for. And I did that video, so I was just changing the blade kit out, which I make a ton of. Like I take video of all these things that I do, but like I said, I'm trying to learn to put videos together, so I'm really slow at that. And. Uh, I just haven't put all the videos that I if we're if we're writing down notes for apps, download InShot, and that's where I do most of my editing. I don't know if that, if I that's what you're using. Yeah, I have InShot now, which has been good, and I have Canva. Okay. And then I have um, Luma Fusion. Like I did a ton of research on YouTube about video editing, and apparently Luma Fusion is really similar to the um, the Adobe Suite software. Okay. Like I have all that stuff too, but I like InShot. It's just so easy to use. Yeah. I've definitely, most of my reels I've done in InShot. InShot, yeah. Most of my six reels that I put out there. I will, I will say I do six reels a week for the last probably four months. I edit my reels in Instagram. Yeah. And they know this i've heard that yes they and they know yep i will get double the views just by putting two pieces of two pieces of video together even if it's just i take one time lapse and i shrink it in i use splice and then i take another time lapse and i shrink it in splice and then i put them together in instagram i still get better views than if i take a like three minute time lapse shrink it down to like 20 times speed save it and post it versus taking two smaller ones putting together it'll automatically get better views yeah so it's better if you can edit do something to the video while you're in instagram on the real page they know i don't know why they care where you edit the video but they do time on the app (laughs) it is it is much more time they're thanking you for using it. I spend plenty of time on Instagram. Okay, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's a needy little bitch. Trust me, I'm there. <laughs> I say Nate's had some crazy growth on his account over the, like the last week. <laughs> it's two thousand followers a day. That's insane. Yes. Yeah, he's blown oh, up. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I have a re- I have. Yeah. A reel that's over three million, and then I have one reel that's six and a half million going right that's now, bad. and they're just well. The six and a half million is 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 people that are very angry at me. Um, <laughs> so it's give and take. I go to my my notifications, and I'm just like waiting. I have to like put on my body armor before I go in. <laughs> All right, yeah, you hate me. Um, hey, see you in hell. Like, okay, cool. Thanks, buddy. Like that's literally find this one, which, what, what post? So I did a door frame and the old door frame where the person that owned the house before me, uh, tiled to, they didn't undercut the door and put the tile under. So when I removed the door frame, there's a gap. And so I put <sighs> backer rod in the gap and then caulked over it and there's grout there. And so when I smoothed it out, it doesn't look smooth and, and people are just very upset with me. So it's from about a week and a half ago and it's got the, the music is, or the original audio is time to do some sketchy shit. Do da, do da, hope I get away with it. Right. You'd think that would be like a clue. Like, I know this isn't the right fix. Right. The caption is, Hey, this is a temp repair. I'm going to replace the tile eventually. Um, like I'm going deployed then beginning of December. And then I have two projects I need to do when I get back. So probably this summer I'll do some tile work. Right. Yeah. Relentless. I, either they don't read the caption or they just hate everything about. Ca- I feel like so few <laughs> people read the caption. Yeah. So few people do. I mean, there's no complaints. Uh, I'm probably getting the right people following me, not the wrong people. Right? Yeah. It is nonstop engagement. <laughs> I just, I when I was looking at your page, I, I swipe down and it's like plus 100 likes, plus 100 follows. And it's, it's, it has to feel cool. surreal. 
Yeah. It, it doesn't feel deserved because you're like, I'm getting these people for the wrong reason. But I also, at the same time, like, they're seeing my page. They're not seeing that I did a crappy job cocking this door jam. Right. They, they look at that video, then they go and they scroll your page <sighs> and decide if they want to follow. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's thought they, in there. I'm, I'm hoping that's the case because if they're yeah. expecting more shoddy, like carpentry. <laughs> I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll grand. do it. Um, <laughs> if that's what it takes, right? <laughs> I've heard people say that before. Is like they'll intentionally do something that's wrong just so they can just like invoke people to to get angry. <laughs> I posted it knowing it was wrong, and I was counting on it. People getting angry at it, not to this level, not yeah. to this degree. I could never have fathomed this happening. I was at twelve k two weeks ago. Yeah, I hit ten k. I hit 10k October 1st. I know yeah. I'm at 27 and a half right now or something. Yeah, I was gonna say I just looked at your account. And I was like, oh wow. I know I stopped saying congratulations to him because like please stop. Yeah, great job. there's nothing to be proud of. Great job. You hit this. <laughs> I told so I was talking to my buddy Johnny, Johnny Law, and and I was like, I woke up this morning and I was like, this is just proof that it the internet is just full of lies. Like the fact that I can hit these numbers. <laughs> consistently over a crappy video like don't don't feel bad if your account's only at 800 follows it it's just because the internet's full like weird shit too you never know what's gonna like their fancy yeah so post everything that's the other thing (laughs) just post it all doesn't matter what you're doing post a video of it because somebody's gonna go oh hey i like that (laughs) doesn't matter advice i mean i want to see more sarah that's all i gotta say absolutely all the reels let's do this oh oh oh, this guy really and he was looking down too so i feel like this is my do again a little bit more high no (laughs) so i have a question okay for your for your geometrics are you cutting all those on just a miter saw or are you scrolling some of that like yeah, it depends on the angle. So um, most of it I cut, like I pre-cut everything on the table saw mm-hmm. for the most part. And then I use the miter saw to do the, you know, the smaller pieces. But if it's a really like hard angle piece, um, I cut it on the bandsaw, like within okay. just like a slight uh, margin of the line that I've drawn. And then I sand it to exactly. Oh, so that's kind so of we were talking about this. Um, because to like get out like the angle finder and do the thing and like change the miter saw every time you have to do the angle is just kind of a bitch. So I um, cut it on the bandsaw and then I just sand it to exactly what I want it to be. So you, since you're putting the carbon paper on the stuff that you're cutting out, right? That's just you- landscape stuff. Oh, okay. okay. So if it's right. if it's a geometric piece, um, most of my geometric pieces I've just put together kind of like um, as you're going, yeah. just figuring it out. This looks cool. Like I, this, I think this will look nice in it. Um, some of them I planned out, like the um, the kitchen island one, just because it was so large. I planned that mm-hmm. one out, and like I I drew that on graph paper, and then figured yeah figured out all my angles on that and then just cut them on the miter saw for that are, are you taking notes nathan no i'm looking at your photos right now ask about <laughs> he, asking the question he did look quite studious <laughs> so so this one this piece yeah um the the one that you burned is that a sunflower in the middle i'm terrible with flowers i am too. some sort of flower that i thought was pretty a flower with like a really cool hand this is hand burned right it is yeah okay so the way you hand burn it we were we were talking about this in the before we let you in show and (laughs) (laughs) aka so you round show (laughs) we we rounded all you rounded all the edges Uh to this one you you hand burned it um so all these cuts were were probably miter saw then right because it's just a simple measurement yeah. I was just looking at this and I was going to ask if you had any sort of background in like geometry or you look at math whiz or I no. mean I'm terrible at math so <laughs> I am I was I was decent at math up until like it got into like long algebra whatever and mm-hmm. it was like retarded but oh 
oh, I can't say that word anymore. Ridiculous. Um, and then I got like, but in geometry, for whatever reason, because there was like that visual example or whatever, like the, I was good at geometry. Yeah. Now, that being said, I literally had to have my father explain some things about like, what like uh, angles if you're, if you're going for this angle then the full you got to calculate the full angle is this and you know like I still I forgot most of that when I was mm-hmm. as I got older and then but now doing it again I'm um it makes more sense to me geometry makes more sense to me just because it's like visual like I can once I know the angle once I know the shapes like I can yeah pretty well but it's not made up like I feel itself. like algebra Algebra is made up. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it literally happening up here. Yeah. Yeah. And I did the same thing. I, I almost failed algebra enough to get to geometry. I blew through geometry, got yeah. back into algebra, and was like, wait, no, no, no. let's do that again. Like, I why felt are we the same here? way. This, that's so funny. I really hated algebra as well. I hated algebra. That is so funny. Yeah. Ge- uh, geometry and trigonometry were like, yeah, it made sense to me for whatever yeah. reason. I mean, it kind of shows though. It shows like in your pieces, but. And I'm fascinated by it too. Yeah. You know, I honestly, I mean, math, math of the universe or whatever is like, it's super fascinating to me. So I've read books about it. And so I just, kinda, that's cool. I'm drawn to that kind of stuff. So you do like math, just not algebra. <laughs> just, not, yeah, just not algebra. <laughs> Long division. <laughs> These um these landscapes that you do are they all places around you? Mm, most of them, most of them have been like within places that I've been to, anyways. But um, most of them are um, places that people like. They send me a picture. They have a memory of a specific place, and either just send me an idea, and I find an image that I think will fit, or they send me a specific picture that they want me to recreate in wood. So that's really cool. I it love the way you it was bring kind them of a crazy process to figure out how to do it. I did it. I did it a few different ways before I really figured out how the quicker way for me to do it, which is still slow. But um, yeah. How are you designing? So if you're not very computer savvy, you obviously have to print something to draw onto the carbon paper. Yeah. So I find a picture or they send me the picture and I send it to a local print shop that blows the picture up to the bag. that I want it to be. And they, um, and then I take that picture. Like it's pretty, I have them printed in pretty like low quality, but I'm basically just wanting to figure out where I want to put the lines. That makes like sense. How I want grain pattern to fit together. Like I just, and your make- trees too, like the way you meld all your trees together. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a hard shape, like a tree shape that you're constantly doing. Like you do hundreds of trees. Trees are a fucking bitch. I bet. I bet. The first project that I did trees on was for my uncle. Is that the one with the bridge? No. That's a different Uh, one? It's like the gray. It's really gray. Gray and green. Um, Green. I I cut all the trees out individually and then layered them. I see. yeah I have the it up first project that I use well not the very first project there's one project oh. that I've used epoxy on that I don't share because I did a river table as a bar top and I the project was so fucking stressful I did it for oh, yeah. business I never posted it because I was like don't anybody ask me to do that ever again that was so <laughs> but um yeah so I used epoxy on it for the water just because like the way I layered it it got really Mm-hmm. it was necessary to use epoxy otherwise I wouldn't have to layer wood like in a kind of awkward way anyways um but I did the trees all individually and then like glued them, them all on top of each other and that project was so stressful it took me like four weeks longer than I wanted it to I thought it was I'm sure it had to be really hard too because of how three-dimensional those trees probably got yeah but the last photo is the actual picture right and yeah. it looks like that photo. Like I'm swiping back and forth going, this is the same place. That's really cool. I think the epoxy was a good call there for the water. Thanks. Hey everybody, it's Tiff. I just want to take a quick moment and thank our new sponsor, Sabretooth. They are uh, 
such a great company. I absolutely love them. If you guys know me, you know that they're my go-to brand for power carving. So I recommend you guys check them out. I have a code right now, Night Carver 10, and soon we'll have one for Behind the Maker Podcast. So go ahead, head on over there and uh, give them a look out. I know they have a lot of deals. Sign up for their newsletter too because they do send a monthly 25% off coupon. And you're going to want that because once you get one burr, you tend to going to go and get more. So go check them out. Have a great one. Back to the show. I, I think I started following you because of that buffalo, by the way. Because, I mean, that shit's cool. No one else does that kind of thing where they throw a, a you know, three-dimensional, or not three-dimensional, but, like, something loose in the middle of a geometric pattern. Like, nobody does that. It's it's wild. It's, that yeah. crazy. It's striking because the mm-hmm. geometric around it just says, look at this shit. Yes. Like, it all, whatever it this is, is, this is the thing to look at. Yep. And then you take oh another God, second. Talk more. <laughs> but it's and then true. You, you you do you you literally look at it and you're like, wow, that's cool. And then you zoom out and you're like, holy shit, wait, hold on. Now there's like all these others like things going on all around it. And it might have been the island that I started following you during. And I was like, wow, that that blue or the teal is really striking. And then I looked at the the diamond in the middle is the only place that that let um that like that like nice like rich brown is it's all dark brown around that that bigger triangle and i was like zoomed in like like let me see into like the pores of this wood like i want to you know what i mean yeah yeah like you're you were committed and i and i definitely was like follow after that absolutely like you (laughs) (laughs) what type of wood do you like to work with are you taking pine and staining at these colors or are you buying hardwoods for these projects back then like that piece is all old fencing that i just took and planed and stained um and i used ruby omonaco on the blue like I came up with my own color by mixing that, which was kind of an interesting, it was one of the first times that I'd ever used it. And then um, just Minwax stains for the rest. But uh, most of that is just natural. It's just natural that I used mm-hmm. a polyurethane on it. And I just kind of picked which grain, like I always organize my wood into like what grains match each other when I'm doing a project. And then I um, put them together that way and plan like the way that they're gonna connect to each other. But um, yeah, now I use a lot of walnut because a local furniture maker um, got a hold of me and he has like a bunch of cutoffs of cuts. Yeah, I've, I've heard that's like a great way to connect with another maker. Yeah, and he just said, like he was like, I'm I'm burning this or throwing it away. Would you use it? And I was like, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the majority of the wood that I have now. Every time he asks me to come pick up wood, I just go do it. I don't care if I have space. I just make space, <laughs> reorganize and just pick it up every single yeah. time. So that he doesn't find somebody else to give it to. Cause I'm just like, yes, I'll take it every single time. But, oh, yeah. um, oh, that's true. You're right, right now, the majority of the yeah. wood that I have in my shop is walnut, which is rad. And, um, and then I have some, like I bought, I've bought some, other wood and he's given me mahogany before he mostly works with walnut but he's given me some like great hardwood and I have found definitely I prefer to work with hardwood it's so much better to work with um pine and like old fencing it's great in a lot of ways like it's got some really good character to it but Mm -hmm. it like when you're sanding it or when you're using a router on it it tends to like splinter off a lot and like just have a ton of tear out and it can be a bitch in the middle of a project when you're like sanding something and it tears out this huge chunk of like I just yeah. did that on this frame of the project that I'm working with right now I'm like why did I use pine again like why why did I put myself through this because of the tear out I shouldn't have done that but you're whatever. working with these small intricate pieces too and like I'm sure every second counts when you're doing that many like cuts and things you know you don't want to have to redo all of that yeah yeah yeah, you just, I make things work a lot too. Um, <laughs> I think we all do though. Like, 
I'm going to figure out how to make this work. And, and I usually do it's thankfully. And usually, you know, the client can't tell the difference, but I can see it. But I'm also like, when you're working with something, you're like this close to it. And I have to remind myself that they're going to hang it on a wall and probably look at it from eight feet at the closest, like most time, like, right no you're absolutely right and they're not gonna know any better yeah true if they don't do it yeah if they don't if they're not woodworkers and they don't know what mistakes i've made in there or whatever but yeah that's cool um i don't want to end our podcast without asking this uh because it was something that we heard from a few people um sandlot being one of them is how do you keep your shop so well organized like is this just, is that your nature? Is like, this is how you operate? Yeah, kind of. I wasn't always organized. I wasn't always no. like a clean person. Like my mom come, will come into my house and be like, your house is so clean. Like, oh, you put your curling iron away every time you use it. Like, not that I use a curling iron, but whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I wasn't, but I do like, I feel so like everybody, I struggle with anxiety and I have just found that if I'm walking into a clean, organized space, I have mm-hmm. way less anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I just clean my space regularly. Like I, I do it on the weekends or I usually do it after each project. Like I just have a clean You're really good about- space to start yeah. again. And that, I mean, that's partially because I'm not overloading my schedule either. Um, if I had as much business as I probably should try to go after, I wouldn't have the time to clean my shop you know, once or twice a week. Right. Um, but I, I just, I feel like I work better in a space that starts off clean. Like it'll drive me crazy if a tool's not in the spot that I put it in husband. <laughs> That's why I always laugh because when I finally get clean and organized, my husband will come looking for something. And then all of a sudden my garage blows up and I'm like, cause he'll uh-huh. criticize. What did you do? Yeah, well, what he me for having like a messy space, like, cause he has OCD. So he'll be like, you know, but I'm like, dude, you come in here. Then all of a sudden everything just goes everywhere. So who's yeah. the blame? Yeah. <laughs> Usually my me. husband is super organized too. And he's, he's pretty anal about stuff in the same way that I am. But I'm like, do you want me to put all these screws that you just dumped out onto my work space? Do you want me to put these away for you? You know, mm-hmm. hi, love you. Thanks for cooking <laughs> dinner tonight. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah. How long have you guys been? It's just, it's mostly just, um, just being aware of the fact that like anxiety is a killer for me. It, I freeze up. Like some people with anxiety, they get, you know, like they get into busy mode or whatever. Like my husband is that way. He gets into busy mode if he's anxious where with me, I'm like, freeze up a little bit. It's a non-starter. Yeah. On the couch until this goes away. Cause I don't know what else to do with it, but she asked, how long have you and your husband been together? Um, we've been together for six years, actually. Um, Halloween was six years officially that we've been to- Ooh, together all together. A Halloween meetup. He's talking to me right now through the window. Almost. Um, <laughs> We're talking about you. He's bro. always saying, like, how long? Um, <laughs> we, we've been together for six years since Halloween um, dating, and we've been married. In March, we'll be three years. Okay, so I know we're ending and your husband wants to hang out with you. But oh what God. costumes were you wearing when you met? I need to know if you met on Halloween. No costumes. So I had wow. Oh my gosh. So I was working in the bar, I was bartending, and the night before I had gotten off work and had been drinking with my brother, like hanging out, and he came in with one of his buddies. And should I tell this story? Um are you, I, you guys, if you guys need to wrap it up, just no, I want to know if this is nope, we're waiting. We're waiting. We'll do I don't know if he was like a Power Ranger or something. Or I'm on the edge of my seat. Not, none of us are dressed up. Oh but, man. Um, so I'd just gotten off of work bartending and I was drunk, um, to be perfectly honest. And he came in with a, one of his friends and I was like, hey, I had a dream that we made out, which is true. <laughs> I like those and, moves there. Um, like, just ran, you know, ran, like he'd been sitting at my bar top a little bit and was like friends with friends of mine like we knew each other through mutual friends and it's like I had a dream that we made out last night and he's like wanna like wanna make out and so like we went out into the alleyway inside the restaurant to like make out but I was having a cigarette which I only do when I'm drinking 
but I wanted to have a cigarette and I didn't have a lighter with me. And so I was like, hold on, I'm going to run inside and get a lighter. And like some other, some other person from the restaurant came out and was talking to him and I went inside and in my drunk mind, I just like forgot, I don't know, like didn't. And so then I felt horrible because I knew that I'd done that. Like when I woke up the next day, I was like, oh gosh, like I feel bad that I did that, you know, like what an asshole. And then I, so I texted him and I was like, so did we? or not and he's like nope you left me in the alleyway and I was like do you want to come have a Bloody Mary with me and I'll make it up to you and so like we just started hanging out from then on and we've been together oh that's awesome that's a really cute story that you told that's like yeah that could have gone totally differently but that's like a really adorable like reason to connect I'm like ooh hot outside makeout and then she's like Mm, no I couldn't find a lighter (laughs) what what I'm drunk I don't remember (laughs) sorry priorities apparently oh. cigarette was calling you more than he was <laughs> i have no idea but <laughs> yeah really cute i like that good guy he's very supportive and he's just he's been a wonderful partner that's great okay. i have one last question for you okay. what is your shop layout like you have a you have a stove behind you you have i know she got antique tools on the wall you have like what so yeah show us the the dealio show us the goods i start so i started off in a shop in our old house and we bought Mm -hmm. this house a year ago um long story short we had problems with the the neighbors at the old house they didn't like the noise that i was making during the middle of the day assholes wow this lady would not lay off me like she kept calling the city so like the cops would come to my house in the middle of the day for noise complaints and like, they always were like, say it's not a thing until after hours, but they, it kept happening. And it was like wrecking me with anxiety because just sure. you know, like yeah. having cops show up at your house all the time. But anyways, we bought this house be- to get away from those neighbors. It really worked out very well. The person that lit or the couple that lived here before the guy was a woodworker and a metal worker. And so he nice. built this shop onto the garage. And oh, so- that's so nice. So you bought a house that had a shop in it already. Yeah, he put he, like the dust collection was already connected when I moved in. It's oh, awesome. nice! What a benefit! Uh, the light is not on out here. Hold on, I'm just walking around with my laptop here. Oh, I understand now. So there's a the garage, and my husband gets the one bay to park his car. That's our deal. And then I get the other bay, and I leave my truck outside. And then the shop is like it was the pass through there that was confusing me. It was like yeah. how? What is the orientation here? I wasn't sure if you were in like half of a car garage or what. No, that's yeah. awesome. So it's just yeah, you connected. Have a whole nice this extra space on, and that's where. So is your whole garage separate from the house? Is it a full? Nope, it's connected. Okay. It's like the kitchen. I just saw the window, so I wasn't sure. So the the back of the house is all right here, and he added the shop on out into the yard, okay. basically in the back here that's then, awesome so i have like it's perfect i have this window right out, out to the backyard and our backyard is really awesome too they put in like a water fountain the people that lived here before so there's a nice water fountain and goals a nice just add that to the list water fountain <laughs> no i know because she has her ducks out there <laughs> the drama. drama i said the drama of the ducks, ducks. They're not very smart animals, I have to say. This mom, like this mama duck and these poor baby ducks. I learned a lot about them over the summer. I, me and the neighbor, like there's a neighbor lady. We were like, every time the mama would lose her babies, we're like out in the street, like where are the babies? We're like trying to find the babies and like herd them back to the mom, and oh, it was ridiculous. That was like me. One survivor. One survivor out of six. Well, That's two. Cool. I took to a. Um, a bird sanctuary place because they got injured so I think that they're still alive but with the mama that's terrible odds yeah seriously (laughs) yeah this (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't mean to bring up bad news but yeah oh no 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 duck cps like (laughs) like we're chasing the ducks out of the yard next time they're trying to have a (laughs) nest back there oh my god oh man well thank you for joining us I really, I want to see how you're doing in like two, three months after you start playing with reels more and 
getting your personality out more? Because I know for us who follow your stories, we get to see you. We get to see who you are by just like the stories you share. And like, I, I love how you vocalize your opinion and very loudly and you don't give a fuck who cares <laughs> what you're saying, but I love that. Like you post things that mean stuff to you and you share so much in your stories that um, it's just been a pleasure being your friend and having our first date tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thank you for having me as well, Tiffany. Thank you. You're welcome. I thought it'd be really fun to hang out with you guys. And, and like, I told him like, Cause you do such like technical, precise work. I know he would love that. Like to talk about that. Cause that's what he's in the shop doing all the time. You know, he, a lot of dimensions, a lot of math going on in there. And, so. and lots of just caulking random spots in my house to make people mad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you both for hanging out. Have a great night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye guys. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Sarah and Nathan as well. And don't forget to check out all of our social media pages. And Nicole and I are really trying to push our YouTubes. So if you're not following there already, head on over and check us out. She's sharing tips on the laser and I'm doing it on the CNC and in painting and soon uh, power carving as well. I also have some classes on M2 Labs if you check that out. We are signing up for a November class for next year on power carving and painting. And I see Nicole's store is gearing up and she is filling it with inventory these next couple of weeks. So just keep an eye and follow our journeys. We can't wait to see you guys next. Have a great one. Bye.